Hello everyone, welcome to Word for Work podcast. I'm Andrew. Today we're going to talk about a topic really close to all fellow Malaysians, the political situation here in our country, and how we can remain steadfast in him. In this episode, join with me is Wiki, a Christian and journalist who reports on current affairs, ranging from politics and laws, human rights and social welfare, environmental concerns, and the COVID-19 pandemic. It's going to be a good one. Here we go. Hey Ricky, so I know that the end of this month will be your one-year work anniversary at the Malaysian Insights. So congrats to that. Yeah, thank you. Hi Andrew. Um, yeah, my name is Ricky. Uh, or my journalist name is writer's name is Haley. Uh, I'm a current affairs journalist. Pretty versatile, all kinds of topics, uh, ranging from politics to mental health to business or even coverage on the COVID-19 pandemic in our nation. That's a little bit of who I am. It's been awesome. One year, I considered myself as a newbie. And even with just one year experience, it's been pretty rich. I got to cover Mm. the ongoing 1MDB trial involving our former, former Prime Minister, alleged for corruption. It's a worldwide scandal and I got to cover the parliament session uh, when budget 2021 was debated and also got to cover updates on yeah vaccination and and stuff so it's been it's been quite rich I guess all of us Malaysians can say that the past year has been quite crazy (laughs) and yeah I think that when I entered into journalism I thought that I was going out of my comfort zone but after three days in the job, I felt like this is my comfort zone now. So that, that was like a assurance and assurance that this is where I'm called to be. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a interesting way of uh, you entering into journalism, you know, thinking that this is something out of your comfort zone. And then three days later, you know, it's part of your comfort zone. And also very interesting topics that you have been covering. And uh I think also as a journalist from your side, you're also a very curious person, uh, always trying to identify and also speak the truth. So it's important, you know, as journalists to keep the integrity, ensuring that the truth be told. And speaking about news, uh, as you know that our former Deputy Prime Minister uh, will be soon sworn in as Malaysia's ninth Prime Minister. And it's been a political roller coaster ride for Malaysians. Mm. Uh, what has God showed you while being a journalist? being in the forefront of receiving and reporting the news? Yeah, today it's a really anointed day for me to be part of the podcast. Uh, yesterday was like a big news for us. And even then, like I had to catch myself. Like, I have to uh, remind myself that today I'm not going to rant. <laughs> But I'm going to believe in miracles and breakthrough, right? And so, um, I, I was just speaking about yesterday itself, the events of yesterday. Like, I'm very thankful that the night before, uh, the night before news were coming out from the Istana Negara, right? I had to 
have an extended worship time with God. And the song that God has allowed me to worship was uh, a song by The Belonging Co. that says, you're not finished yet. And so like, it really gives me an encouragement and even the devotion that I meditate upon was Psalm 62. The worst it, if I'm going to single out a single verse, it says, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And it's, it's, it's just an assurance that the fight must go on. And even, even then, like, you know, Twitter started bursting with so many comments and, uh, mm. and I, I had to hold my tongue. Uh, I had to hold my tongue and say, firstly, because even though I, I can tweet or I can write mm. on social media based on my personal opinion, but also like there's a perception that all oh, journalists have to be neutral and, and I don't want to ruin the opportunity mm. to interview the ruling government just because they know what kind of mindset or stance I have. But I hold my tongue and then I told God, hey, you know what? I have this podcast today <laughs> to, to speak home. And then I have many more messages, you know, people telling me, Christians telling me, what now? What should we do now? And, and then I have different people that say, this is my voice. Can you write for me? Can you write for me? So I was like, okay, I just need to stabilize myself and then use 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 my talent, use use my use my pen to to make a bigger difference mm-hmm. than just complaining on social media law. So that's that's just an event of yesterday. But in the event of the whole one year, he, he does answer prayers. Law. So like when I said my one year has been so rich, like the experiences. I, I don't think it's a. I shouldn't be surprised that God chose me to cover one MDV. Like, even my my family is shocked. Like you, why are they sending a newbie to cover on one MDV when it's been ongoing? The trial has been ongoing since twenty eighteen, and I I come in, mm. like, about two years later. I do not know the head or tail of what happened in court. I mean, we all know roughly what is the, the what is the case about, but in in terms of details and the nitty gritty, we are not. I I'm, I didn't follow with it, but I guess even with that that assignment itself, like it's nerve wracking. Like mm. I go back crying in showers, and but then. Yeah, one thing is that God is with me. And also, like, for me, is that God reminded me, this is what you prayed, right? You know, like, when you heard about the 2.6 million, you were praying and you were saying that you want to make a difference. So now is the time. And and, and I'm glad that God did not waste any time. Mm. He placed me straight into where I need to be. And even then, like, I, I'm so fortunate to be so close to politicians Physic- physically if, if I go to court I'm just I'm in the same building with our former prime minister and I, I'm so close I'm five feet apart Some when, when before the MCO when we were allowed in the in the courtroom 
he was just there at the at the at the dock and I'm just maybe two pews away, two benches away from him and and then all the time because of the anxious anxieties, I I I only prayed about myself. Like, dear God, please help me write a good news. Please help me pick pick up what they're talking about. It's it's a lot about my performance at work and you know how how I'm going to fare in this job. But then when I go home and I felt like, oh, if only I prayed more mm. about the person, if only I prayed more for the judge, if only I prayed more for the other journalists. Mm. We we get to write the same story but different angles. And that's going to be educational for the public. That's going to highlight different kinds of things. And then, but I kept every day because of anxiety, I prayed more about myself. So mm. that's something that I'm growing to, to pray more about the situation uh, and allow God mm. to just speak to wow. me. Yeah. It's really good to see how God gives you the opportunity to place you uh, in this spot as a journalist and uh, you know to engage the places where you are placed in not only to do uh, a reporting from different angles and also reporting the truth but ultimately also using you a person to, who could also uphold them in prayer I think that's also something very powerful and you can see mm. how God uses Christians as well in the workplace and also talking about uh, how we have a new Prime Minister now and also looking back to the word, you know, if you look at Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, it says that this decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. And in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men gives it to whomever he will and sets over it to the lowest of men. So it shows Amen. that God mm. governs every single thing, even this very moment including the actions of sinful rulers. And we know that God is constant and infinitely wise and just. So everything happens is actually according to his will and plan. Then for us, we can't say that, you know, how, why is it like this? But ultimately, he knows more than beyond our own comprehension. Yeah. And as we go into that, I would like to know, you know what or how can a church play a role uh, in our nation during this political unrest? Mm. I think not all not all is in vain. <laughs> Whatever that we've been fighting for, it's cliche and possibly what we don't want to hear now because like when we're so close to a new government, right? Um, you know, like the, the saying that went around prior to yesterday was we don't want a old wine in new bottle <laughs> and in, immediately the, the words that came to us is that oh we want new wine and new wine skins and mm -hmm. of course like we understood as we don't just want a new government but we also want new system new way of doing things because the old way we know it, it doesn't work it leads us to destruction <laughs> Mm. Uh, it's killing us and we, we want new wine and new wine skin but reality is there is change step by step 
And one thing I'm really grateful for is that politics has become less of a taboo. And we're seeing more and more people speaking up. We're seeing business owners speaking up. They used to be afraid because, you know, they don't want politicians boycotting their brand. Uh, but we see them speaking up because they got nothing to lose mm. anymore. We have even seen cinema like GSC making political memes. Uh, social media influencers have write upon nation current affairs into jokes and comedy videos. And we, we enjoyed that, right? We, we, we cry and we laugh together. And, and I'm glad that people are more bold in speaking up. Like, even yesterday in Twitter, like, people are, people are so bold to a point they can tag Ismail Sabri itself. And people, people are willing, when we look at the Lawan rally and the protesters, the multitudes, and that, that's, that's a good change, I guess, like, people are more vocal. And, and that's good because, like, we, we know also the, the common saying that, not just doing evil, but being silent about evil is also allowing evil, right? So mm. I, I'm glad that youth are speaking out and and in terms of what the church can do, we can not be so afraid. <laughs> and like, even I, I, I work full-time in the church for three years before becoming a journalist. And mm-hmm. as, as a journalist, I continue to speak to more pastors. And in fact, like I knew more about the church role in society. Um, I guess I, I came I I'm kept I keep growing. Now. So like not being right? So like mm. when I became a journalist, I actually grow. I didn't really know what does NECF do or the National Evangelical Christian Fellowship. But when I, I was speaking to a pastor, he explained to me the different bodies and associations that we have. We have Council of Churches Malaysia, CCM. And then at, over at Borneo side, we have Sabah Council of Churches. We have Association of Churches in Sarawak. And I got to speak to different representatives from this association. And, and it's pretty cool because I thought that when I come out of, of, you know, as a full-time worker, I would have left in engagement with Christians, right? But I'm able to see Christian heroes, people that are involved in food aid, in NGOs, that on the ground. And mm. yeah, I guess another, another of my dreams is to, to see a Christian newspaper, right? I don't know how that would work out, but I guess like we we complain. I'm trying to be more practical about my complaints. So like mm. we complain about how the leadership failed us, the government, right? Like failed us. But for me is that if I am a member of parliament, how how much can I improve? Because like, I know I'm still lacking in political education. <laughs> and I can't even, sometimes I struggle to even write a good news article, right? So to me, it's that, okay, 
we we hold them accountable to their role but like what what can i learn from from the field leadership and if i apply it into the church like one of the things that we talk a lot about is that when prime minister mugidin yasin was 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 holding the position he didn't have i think only three or four can be counted in in our, in our fingers like it's less less than five press conferences mm Q&A, allowing Q&A from all media. Uh, even after his resignation, he only allowed press conference among selected media editors. And it angers journalists because there, there's lack of transparency and accountability. But then I reflect how transparent can church be, you know, when, when, when we have situations, when we have controversy um, oh. and journalists we, we play as the role as the watchman right so during this time like Perikata national government it's it's not it's not quite a secret now like they have been a lot of them blue tick us and I wondered if the church were blue tick when it comes to talking about political issues mm. so I'm looking very looking forward to the church being more open about it. Mm-hmm. Um and we're we're quite in a dark season right now. So I think it's really easy to be a light right now and and we have we we have the principles, we have the foundation, we have the word of God. So mm. uh we do not need to be afraid lot of speaking truth and speaking what needs to be right at this moment. Mm. And that's so true because as Christians, we do not need to be afraid, but ultimately whatever we do is out of love and not because we want to fight back. And as believers, what we are doing here is also to be committed to justice and compassion. Ultimately, the most powerful thing that we can do is always turn to God because He is in control in all situations and to commit it in prayer and knowing that we will not be shaken despite how things goes, which might not be what we want. Yeah, really looking forward to Martin Luther's of our time. Mm. And even Dietrich Bonhoeffer, our, he's a Christian hero during the time of Hitler. So mm. what more? Uh, now, what more now? Now. <laughs> Correct. And for Christians, how can we remain focused in God's promises? Uh, amidst all this noise uh, of the world? Mm. The Bible is really rich about nation building. Like, almost, <laughs> it, it, it's so rich. Like, we have so many examples. We have Joseph, who was the prime minister who served the pharaoh in Egypt. And then we have King David, who was a king, and he desired to build God a temple, right? And he, he surrenders the nation to the Lord. And when we talk about country, it's the people. Yeah, right? It's, it's not just mm. the land, but the people that are in the land. And we don't need to read the news and the Bible in a manner of mutually exclusive. Like, we can match the word of God with what's happening around you. You will find the link and answers 
and we're in August now, right? So mm. in this eight months, I've been really, I, I, I'm part, I, I'm, I'm having it. My devotion is Bible in one year, and so like, I've been going through Old Testament, and it's been eye opening. Like, we currently, I'm in the Book of Judges, and like, mm-hmm. like God has. Like it, it's it's been a vicious cycle. Like the Israelites remember God and then they forget God, mm. and then God allowed non-Christians to torture Christians when they were unfaithful to God, and then they repented, and then God raised a hero among them to save the Israelites, which we can call them Christians, lah, in this mm. context and. And then the years of torture is shorter than the years of peace and blessings. So like, God is still so gracious and kind. But I don't want to be in the vicious cycle. Mm. Um, like, God will raise one of us to, or more of us to, to bring peace la, on this land. I believe in it when I, I, I see that anthem in Old Testament. Mm. And yeah, like even speaking about that, like there is we 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 are having a pandemic now, right? And we're trying like one of the cure that all health experts are advocating for is to get the vaccination, to get your vaccine. And one day I was I was coming on the news, and there's this website called ourworldindata.org, and not just covering the vaccination rate in Malaysia, right? So I wanted to compare what's the rate globally. And so this mm. data, it this website kind of counts the data, like how is the world standing in, in terms of vaccination? And it says that, I'm opening a website now, it says that 32.2% of the world population have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine. 24.2% is fully vaccinated. No. Oh. So, they also add another line, only 1.3% of people in low-income countries have received at least one dose. I guess like, when we say that, like I'm a Christian in my workplace, also, right? so that means I'm also reflecting about what I'm writing critically. This re- allow me to reflect like, health experts are trying so hard to get every single individual in this world to be vaccinated. And as a Christian, like we also have a mandate to to get the gospel, like God's good news to the entire population. So like if we compare the vaccination rate and how are we spreading God's good news, uh, which is one of our main mission on earth, right? So like if leaders like Okay, in Malaysia itself, our aim is to get get every citizen vaccinated by the end of October. So, like, in Malaysia itself, like, if we put it into a competition, can we equally spread God's love to every single individual by the end of October? And so, like, that's, that's one of the reflections that I had when I was working now. So, that's, I guess that's one, one example of how we should read the news 
and read the Bible and mm. see what God's, God's going to speak to you at this time. There's, there's plenty of things that we can do. There's plenty of things that we can do. Let's do it. <laughs> mm. No, I like it how you, you mentioned on Christians being focused on God's promises. And it's a simple thing that we know since young, you know, read your Bible and pray. But how often do we do that? And when we truly set a time, you know, to do our daily devotions and then reading His Word, from God's Word, it comes truth. And from there, we know that He is constant and never changing. And mm. He's eternally consistent in His character, His will, and His actions. And if I were to, you know, refer back to the Bible, in Psalms 33 verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his hearts to all generations. So unlike humans, God always acts consistently in his nature and precepts. You know, he's a promise keeper. Mm. And as Christians, we can rely on him because he's a living hope, not a dead hope. He died for our sins and three days later rose again. He conquered death, sin and shame. And you know, in life, people may disappoint us. The changes in the world may bring uncertainties. But in the midst of all of this, we can still hang on to God because uh, no, He's the same yesterday, today, and, and forevermore. And yeah. I think this truth is not only to bring, bring us encouragement, uh, but it's really there to build up our faith, to go through those different circumstances. So before we end today's episode, could you also lead us in a word of prayer? I think it's really important during this time that we also uphold our nation to God and also pray for Christians, you know, for us to stand firmly in the word of God, to remain faithful in Him uh, despite all these circumstances. Yeah, sure. Before that, I think, let me read a verse as well. Mm, sure. Some, uh, it's, it's from the chapter, Psalm 58. I love the message opening on this. On the first two words, it says, Is this any way to run a country? Is there an honest politician in the house? Behind the scenes, you brew cauldrons of evil. Behind closed doors, you make deals with demons. Wow, such a powerful opening. Mm. Um, and then later on, verse 6, I'm back on NIV. Break the teeth in their mouth, O God. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Goes on to verse 11. Then people will say, Surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. This is one of the times that I grieve and I can only groan in spirit, but God helped me to pray through Psalm 58. I think I'm going I'm to pray. Um, let's pray. Prior, it's August, it's the month of Medeka, yet many can't experience the freedom, not just in the political climate, but even in the economic and pandemic recovery. Yesterday was another record-breaking uh, COVID-19 cases in Malaysia. Um, it's, it's breaking our hearts. <laughs> oh, Malaysia, like, our heart aches and but again, like, you're not finished. God, you're not finished. And even as we 
sing as 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 we sing the garaku, the first line that says "Tana tumpanya garaku." Lord, we we sing that to remember that we are going to keep fighting the good fight. Lord, when we pray this, really help us remember this, and how we also sing, knowing that from the perspective of 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 God, like you're singing this with us, "Tana tumpanya garaku," and we know that Jesus' blood can also wash the sin of this land, not build our hope. And also in our Ruku Nagara, it says, Kepercayaan kepada Tuhan. So we trust in God. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep believing in you. So help us, oh God. Mm. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wiki. I know it's been a blessing to be able to speak to you in this episode. And to our listeners, know through all trials continue to remain steadfast and know that this momentary affliction it's also preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison so with that thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word for Work. Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.